Hello everyone and welcome to a solo episode of a Truth Ain't Peachy podcast with me, Kimia Kaboli. Today's episode is all about how to clear acne-prone skin because who doesn't want clear, beautiful skin and why does it have to be a privilege? It should be a right. <laughs> I am so passionate about this. I can talk about skincare for days. I could write a book about it. I am literally known as a skincare expert, so um, I'm bragging because I want you to know that I am pretty qualified to be giving this kind of information. I talk to dermatologists, I've talked to estheticians, I've talked to skincare formulators and founders, and uh, all I'm trying to say is I know my stuff. So listen up if you want some tips that are holistic and pretty much chemical-free, prescription-free, medication-free to clear your skin. Uh, you might not like it because a lot of the things I'm going to mention are going to be long-term strategies because clear skin is sort of a lifestyle. <laughs> but um, listen, it's totally worth it. And without further ado, I'm ready to just get into the tips for free. I mean, this is gold. So just keep listening and I... I'm pretty sure you're gonna love me after this episode. First of all, I feel like the problem with skincare advice is that everyone and their mothers these days are sharing their skincare routine. And I've been seeing so many bloggers that are completely unqualified and sharing these crazy routines. And even on YouTube the other day, I was shocked. Like my mouth was gaping open. I couldn't believe my eyes what I saw. There was this girl and she was um, doing a tutorial for a pore cleansing mask, a DIY mask, and she got charcoal, which is fine, but then guess what she paired it with? Elmer's glue, and she mixed the two together and put it on her nose, and she was pulling it off her skin, but she was literally crying. Like, there were tears streaming down her face, and that comes with so many long-term consequences actually like i used to use a lot of those pore strips when i was a teenager and i feel like they have really and like left my pores enlarged because the skin on our face is so thin and delicate that these uh products are just way too harsh so what are the biggest offenders to clear skin well let's get into that one first things first dairy so if you talk to any dermatologist like if you want to go right now have a consultation with the dermatologist for acne the first thing that they will ask you well at least i i would assume the first thing i mean i can't really be sure but you know one of the first things they'll ask you is your dairy intake this is something you should stop. I'm not saying you should stop forever, but maybe at least for a minimum of three to four weeks, just stop the dairy. I get that cheese is good. I get that brie is heavenly. I live in France. I know. I get it. And I know how good a latte can be. But there are ways to go around that and just for one month to see how your skin is going to react. Like, you know, melted cheese can be replaced with nutritional yeast. And plus, it's rich in vitamin B12 and a ton of other vitamins and trace minerals. 
uh, I would just try that out if I were you. It tastes like Parmesan, um, actually, so maybe not melted cheese, but I've seen vegan recipes of melted cheese for it. So something to consider. And almond milk in your latte? Well, I mean, almonds aren't the most sustainable, so I would say oat milk actually is my milk of choice. Um, there are just ways, okay? So just try a month without dairy. See how that goes. See how your skin looks. And I'm pretty sure you'll have less redness and blotchiness right away. So another food to avoid to uh, to help you avoid inflammation in your gut is sugar. So sad. I can barely even talk about this one because I've got a sweet tooth. And if you know anything about me, I bake a lot of cookies and I have had to cut it down one because I don't want to get diabetes, but also because it does make a huge difference in your skin when you avoid sugar. And I don't want to get into worms and parasites, but eating a sugary diet can basically throw off the entire microbiome of your gut and then you're more likely and prone to have parasites which can actually also cause acne but that is a whole other story and I could do a whole podcast episode about it because I went down that rabbit hole once and it was not pretty but it's actually really important and I do an intestinal and slash colon cleanse once a year with some supplements. So if you want me to talk about it, I will. And maybe I'll even talk about it even if you don't want it. And I'll do an episode on it and you don't have to listen. But I do think that you should because everybody should do a gut cleanse. And I told you you're going to have to brace with me because I go on a lot of tangents. But I just have a lot to say. Um, so yeah, I, I will talk about that later because in a lot of, uh, different cultures, especially ancient traditions, uh, people would have yearly gut cleanses and especially in places like Mexico, um, today that's still quite common. So yeah, but that's a whole other story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, um, sugar isn't everything. And so if you don't have a sweet tooth, this is still relevant because you can find sugar just sneaking up in everything, especially in America. And think about like even teriyaki chicken or even salad dressings that like, can be loaded with sugars. And sometimes people think that because they're eating organic foods or having juice instead of soda that they're off the hook. But no, look at your sugar intake read the labels it's shocking like i started eating dark chocolate just to avoid sugar um and it was hard to make the switch at first this was like seven years ago but then i was reading uh some of the labels and sometimes with certain brands like a lot of brands i would say like 80 percent of brands there are um there's almost the same amount of sugar just like a difference of only maybe two grams so um definitely keep an eye out. Don't trust brands with pretty packaging. So yeah, anyway, it's also important to say don't be black and white. Like if you're really craving a cookie, um, you got to live your life. You can indulge, but write it down like, okay, I indulged this day. Don't make it a habit, at least for a month. This is all I'm saying. So um, when it comes to skincare, there are other things well, because I'm on the topic of things that you should avoid, I would just like to say you should avoid over exfoliating your skin. That's pretty much one of the worst things you could do. Um, also, like things like 
microdermabrasion and treatments like that because what you're doing is causing hypersensitivity of your skin and your skin's protective hydrolipidic barrier which is basically like a film layer of grease and sebum and it it's like normal should be thin um if you have extra greasy skin that's a whole other story but this greasy barrier actually helps protect your skin um, so if you're over exfoliating, you're stripping your skin of its natural oils. And that's also something that could lead you to blotchiness and ex excess sebum. And then it's going to block your pores and then you're going to have acne. So I'll get into this a little bit more later, but I would recommend not exfoliating more than one to two to three times max, depending on if you have mature skin or not. I am 27 at the moment and I exfoliate like one or two times a week, just depending on if my skin is looking really dull or if I do have acne or if um, I just really, I feel like I've got like blackheads or I feel like my um, skincare isn't penetrating my skin good enough. Um, exfoliating can be a great barrier. Uh, it can be a great opposite of barrier. <laughs> uh, what is the word? Um, accelerator? Helper? It can be a great tool solution yes solution i'm a copywriter and i'm supposed to have all the words and yet here i am can't even think of the word solution so i'm sorry another way to exfoliate could be also face face shaving which sounds very weird but it's been done in ancient rome it's been done in ancient egypt with cleopatra it's still done today in japanese beauty i have an article about it and i will link that in the show notes it's really something to consider it's actually really gentle and the myth of your hair growing back even thicker is debunked and i've been doing this for like four years now and i just feel like my skin is smoother. My makeup goes on better. Um, I don't have to be embarrassed about peach fuzz. And yeah, it exfoliates. So yeah. Anyway, I got on a tangent about skincare to avoid because I was talking about foods to avoid. But now I'm going to get back into diet real quick to just wrap that up so we can move on to like actual skincare that you should be incorporating into your routine. Um, so let's just finish this off on what you should eat. So now that you know what you should be avoiding, here are things that you should consider adding to your diet. First, I would say leafy greens. They are so nutrient dense. And I don't know if you've heard of biohacking, but that's basically the practice of eating certain foods that will accelerate your results. It's kind of like a lazy man's way to health. And I'm all about easy hacks. So leafy greens are just one simple thing you can eat that are so nutrient dense and you'll get so many minerals and vitamins um, that will benefit your gut and your skin and also the darker the green, the more chlorophyll there is, which is known to be a powerful detoxing agent. So you can also kind of clean your liver which and your kidneys, which can also tend to um, cause acne problems when they are just overloaded and not in good health. So that's that. And number two is Brazil nuts. So hold on, let me just drink some water. Mm much better. I'm not sure if I'm going to edit this out or not, 
depending on how lazy I am. So nuts are super important, but there's also something that I want to say. I know this episode is about acne, but I have so many things to say about nuts, guys, <laughs> and other things, as you've noticed. I, I'm sorry, I keep like apologizing for things that I'm saying, but I'm really just getting used to this whole podcast thing. So I'm sure that my confidence will just increase over time. But for now, once again, I apologize and bear with me. Oh, I'm annoying myself. But anyway, nuts, like Brazil nuts in particular, are rich in healthy fats and minerals like selenium. And your skin is very fatty. Like we need essential fatty acids for our skin. The more hydrated our skin is, the healthier it is, the healthier your skin's protective barrier is, um, your skin's microbiome with healthy bacteria will flourish. And you should be getting fats from clean sources. And I recommend plant-based sources or fish um, for best health, like uh, long-term health benefits. And Brazil nuts are more dense in nutrients than other compared to like cashews, for example. The cashews are good, but the two healthiest nuts, if you must know, are Brazil nuts and walnuts. So there you go. And also the tangent I was going to go on about this is that you shouldn't have more than a fistful of nuts a day. I know that they're healthy, but like I was saying, sometimes we just think, oh, this is healthy. And then we think that we can just eat as much as we want. But there are certain foods that are extremely dense in calories like nuts. And that includes peanut butter, guys. <laughs> so if you're going to keep snacking on almonds and other kinds of nuts, then you might notice weight gain. And uh, almonds, I'm not even going to recommend them here, even though they are super healthy. But they're just like not very sustainable. And I think you should look up the stats. I'm not going to pretend to know the exact number, but I think it's like a few hundred liters or gallons of um, water are required for a single almond. So just some food for thought, literally. So the third thing I am going to recommend that you eat for clear, healthy skin are prebiotics and probiotics. So everybody talks about probiotics, but prebiotics are important too. And you can find that in sources like cacao um, and also probiotics. Like we used to eat as humans, we used to have fermented foods like on the daily. Because what do you think that we did with foods to make them last longer before refrigerators existed? We would ferment them and they would last so long. And and that also comes with the benefit of having extra healthy bacteria. And when you start to ferment foods, it actually can, um, it, it can, how do you say it? Like, um, bring extra nutrients out of the foods and change their nutrient profile as well as sprouting. But that's a whole other story. I will talk about healthy food things in another episode because it seems like I'm just yearning to talk to you about what to eat. Um, so yeah, consider for prebiotics and probiotics, adding some fermented foods in your diet, like kombucha, like pickled foods, which I'm pretty sure have probiotics, sauerkraut, which is fermented cabbage, um, kimchi as well, which is the Korean version of sauerkraut, which has way more spices. Oh, my mouth is salivating just thinking about it. And then um, there is a supplement that I would recommend. So I have IBS and I actually need to take 
probiotics and digestive enzymes and stuff for my weak digestive system. Thanks, genetics. Um, so I've got a lot of supplements I could recommend, but one in particular that I have been using for years now is Athletic Greens. And I don't know if you've listened to like a Tim Ferriss podcast or Skinny Confidential, but a lot of major podcasters talk about this brand and they're sponsored by Athletic Greens. So I ended up giving them a go because I love Tim Ferriss and everything he says. And my life has changed and my mom's life and my aunt after that, because we've just, we've loved it so much. Like, uh, half my family is on athletic greens. Now half my friends bought it and still use it. And basically it's to me, the Ferrari of all supplements. Like there are like 72 different vitamins and minerals in it or something, or from different like ingredients. It's made in New Zealand. It's like used by athletes and Olympic players. And it's used by really like very smart people and biohackers, like I was saying earlier. Um, but for time's sake, I won't get into that. But basically, it has like all the vitamins and minerals and even adaptogens to help your body deal with stress because stress also deals or can cause acne. It can weaken your immune system. It can cause inflammation and all that. Um, but I actually am not getting into like mental stressors or mental causes of acne, but I do feel like stress is something that should be addressed if you want to have healthy skin. Um, but yeah, check out Athletic Greens. I'll put that in the show notes. There's also more affordable smoothie supplements because Athletic Greens is a powder and I mix that in with the smoothie. And what I do is add oat milk and a banana and sometimes a little bit of peanut butter or a little bit of coffee in there. Um, but yeah, there are other smoothie supplements. I'll link them all. And then there are also artisanal drinks now, like poppy soda, which has prebiotics in them. And then there's also this uh, really cool soda called Rhesus, and it's a CBD-infused soda. And if you are stressed, like I was saying earlier, um, and if you've got inflammatory issues, then CBD is actually an effective way. I know it's really overhyped. Everything has CBD nowadays, but it actually is for a good reason. And lastly for probiotics i got a probiotic prebiotic and pre and probiotic peanut butter and i just felt like that was really smart because i'm i'm pretty addicted to peanut butter and that just helps me feel like i'm getting even more benefits from it so yeah and then two more things food wise and we'll move on one or four number four is water because it's obvious, but how many of us are actually drinking enough water? I won't linger on this because actually maybe some of you guys are, um, but I'm not. And I could say that just by drinking water, you can also boost your metabolism by 30%. So water just helps your cells do their job better. So if you love your body and you love your health and you want to function properly, even for your, do it for your brain, do it for your sleep, do it for your metabolism, do it for the sake of being not constipated and, and just for everything to work well in your body and to function at its best, you need to drink water and you don't want dehydrated skin, do you? Because that's not nice and you'll have more visible wrinkles and if it's winter time which it is while i'm recording this your skin and your body are going to need more hydration because the air is so dry in the winter depending on where you live i am in paris and i can confirm that i've got crackly dry skin at the moment and it's 
kind of annoying. And then the last thing, berries. So I'm saying berries because antioxidants are important for your skin and skin defense is a whole thing and I could do an episode on that too. But to boost skin defense and your body's ability to protect itself and to stay in good shape, you need some kinds of antioxidants which fight free radicals and antibodies. And berries are a very, very easy source of getting enough antioxidants. So choose your berry. I don't give a shit if you want raspberries, if you want blueberries. They're all pretty great. I recommend blueberries. So that's that. Okay, now into the skincare, and I am about to finally get into the exact products that you should be using to soothe and calm and treat acne-prone skin. So first things first, I mentioned this a second ago, and I don't know how many times I've already mentioned this, but I'm just going to say it one last time. Hopefully it will get in your brain. And actually, I heard that you hear need to hear something like seven times or something like that before it could really sink in. So I'm not sorry for saying this again, but you've got to protect your skin's protective barrier. This is a mix of fats like sebum and water. And the thinner your protective barrier is, the less it's able to do its job and it's vulnerable to external factors like pollution, irritating ingredients in skincare, UV exposure, free radicals, and even just cold weather. Like your skin just becomes hypersensitive to everything and anything. And even your diet, I didn't even mention that. So the best skincare tip out of everything i can give you is just to stay hydrated like i write for really amazing skincare brands i do a lot of research on luxury skincare brands i i've tried so many different brands but as amazing as each one is and as amazing as so many different products are out there if you're not hydrating your skin then none of it matters it doesn't matter like if you're putting on like the most expensive like exfoliating serum because if your skin is dry you're gonna have issues like and i know that a lot of people who have acne prone skin are using a lot of different like exfoliating ahas and bhas and i'm going to get into that because i think they are good but they are drying af and so hydration should come before any of your silly serums serums are just like extras you know but like a real source of hydration is where it's at so you can get that through your diet like eating fatty foods like avocados and those brazil nuts i was like just ranting on about or you can drink water or did i say that or you and also you can just use like heavier creams like you should even talk to somebody and or like figure it out somehow if you have dry skin or not like how dry it is like you can just also test that out yourself like by getting a certain facial oils because i i'll get into that later but facial oils are a lot more hydrating and i didn't even realize how dry my skin was but i had been going around with dry skin thinking that that's how my skin was supposed to feel but actually my since i moved to paris like my skin has been absorbing a lot more moisture from my creams and um in the winter time, like I was experiencing like a lot of tightness around my face and I didn't realize that I actually needed like a heavier dose, like a really heavy dose. So I turned to like pretty heavy facial oils now. And if my skin is dry, like I, I freak out because I know that it's going to be vulnerable. Like I would sooner put olive oil on my face than let it be dry. And I know that 
might sound weird, but I actually have done that before. <laughs> um, so yeah, know your skin type. If you have dry skin, oily skin, combination, etc. And then when it comes to skincare, I would say the first thing you should do is make sure that your products are non-irritating. So you want to know if it has a low pH. Since our skin's pH is pretty low, it's low. Well, it's not super low, but it's on the more acidic side. So you want something that matches your skin's pH. So the one that I have is called the Low pH Good Morning Gel Cleanser from Cos rx cost remedy i guess it's a korean brand i've been using them forever and i i saw this face wash and it just seems like it seemed amazing like the ingredients there's like tea tree oil in it and just so many like soothing ingredients and also tea tree oil is really good for acne um and just it's like hyper disinfecting so that's a great ingredient to have and this face wash costs nothing so i will link that below i've already bought like four five six of these like i this is like the only face wash that i use on a daily basis and then i've got more like exfoliating cleansers and whatnot but this is my my ride or die um so yeah make sure your face wash and your products are low ph um and if you prefer a foamy texture, there is one on Amazon I saw from Etude House, which is another Korean brand. I just feel like Korean beauty has like really got it down with their face washes um, and also some of their serums, but that's a whole other story. So next, as I talked about, is exfoliation. So after cleansing, you need to consider exfoliation. Okay, so the next topic regarding your skincare routine that we sort of brushed past earlier is exfoliating. It's something that you have to do, and for a good exfoliation, like a deep one, I use Tata Harper's Resurfacing Cleanser, but I first discovered it in their in their discovery set, which is way cheaper if you're looking for a way to just test out this luxury skincare brand, which is really natural and I actually really recommend it. Um, I feel like personally, a lot of luxury brands like mainstream brands are just not worth it. Um, and some, you know, like Drunk Elephant, like I don't think that it's worth the price. Glossier, definitely not worth even the small price tag. Um, but Tata Harper is like is great. Like every every product is made of like a base of ingredients that are found in uh, her own farm on the east coast of the states and i just love the way that it smells that it feels on my skin and i do feel like i've seen really good results with their resurfacing cleanser for example and anyway so regarding exfoliating uh just to take a step back there are two things that you need to know or two kinds of exfoliators there are physical exfoliants and chemical so a physical one is just literally like grains um the smaller the grain the better like cinnamon is better than like those larger granules um since like i said earlier your skin is really delicate and it actually could like rip and tear your pores if you use those large granules and it's actually shocking that there are skincare <laughs> brands that are selling um skincare products with these large granules 
So if you see that, if they're larger than like a grain of cinnamon, then throw it out or use it on your body because why should we waste things? It should be fine on your legs or something during a shower or a bath. Um, so yeah, regarding physical exfoliants, now you know, stick to micrograins, um, which are like in the resurfacing cleanser I was talking about. And then when it comes to chemical exfoliants, like AHAs, BHAs, and now PHAs, and like uh, so many different ingredients today, um, that can be done on a daily basis. So it's kind of hard to talk about it like i'm what i think like acne prone or even just all skin types should do is to dedicate at least one to two days a week to exfoliate depending on your skin like i said but um if you're using a lot of these acids then you might want to just back off like a lot of friends i have who have acne are already using these ahas and phas and i think that less is more and i actively do like skincare uh purges i guess you could say like a fast like i just leave um my skin as it is and i let my my natural oils produce and just do its own thing for like a day sometimes a whole weekend just to let my skin regulate itself the same way that i would with like a fast to let my organs regenerate and clean themselves so yeah, if you're using AHAs and BHAs, either like maybe you should back off. And if you aren't using them at all, then maybe consider adding some into your routine and just applying them three to five days a week. Um, not doing this enough means that you have too many dead skin cells blocking nutrition and hydration and causing dullness as well. So that's something to consider. Okie dokie. Next up is a toner or even a refreshing mist. I think that toners can go a long way into helping your skin stay, like your skin defense stay intact. And I would recommend this brand called Cirquecell. They have a pH perfecting toner called Dew. And it really does promote dewiness. And I love that dewy, bouncy, plump skin look. So and who doesn't so yeah definitely consider that uh, like i said if you have acne prone skin that means your skin is troubled and irritated which means that i could use some soothing and some perfecting with your ph so yeah next is serum and i have just mentioned basically these acids ha's bha's etc that you can use but just keep in mind that serums are for targeted skin concerns so you don't have to use a serum every day but you do have to use a cleanser when you have makeup on or to remove any impurities and you do have to use some kind of cream or oil so your serum is your choice um choose choose wisely um and then as well i would like to talk about real quick about overnight treatments sorry my attention span is kind of is kind of just so oh, i it's 10 p.m here i shouldn't have started doing this at night anyway go gentle during the day focus on hydration but go ham at night so retinols or any kind of photosensitive ingredients should be applied at night and the extra benefit of that is that our organs are repairing themselves while we sleep and that includes our skin and so when you add skincare uh before you go to bed um your skin actually 
is believed to be able to use it more effectively. And so this is just the time where you want to add like your most potent concentrated things. Like I've got um, a biologic recherche toner, which is the real deal. And like celebrities use this, um, celebrity dermatologists and estheticians recommend this. Uh, I have friends that are beauty editors that write for Allure and Cosmo and whatnot and Harper's Bazaar and they are all obsessed with this and I just I cracked guys I got it and there is no looking back it's unbelievable like there's every acid you could think of and like root extracts of trees and it's very potent it's called p lotion p50 or in french lotion p50 which i just needed to say because it sounds really classy when you say things in french i'm all about putting my money with like on things that actually have results that i can i can feel there's like a sense of instant gratification when i wake up and i use that after using that i feel like my skin is like noticeably smoother like the texture is and also just is like more radiant and um i feel like it's done its job it's like going to a spa uh, and getting a facial okay and then what else oh yeah uh creams and oils i said i prefer oils because I've got dry skin, but that's not the only reason. There are also oils that are way more lightweight that I could recommend in the show notes, um, which are just more pure. Like when you buy a cream, there's a lot that goes into a formula of a cream. Like you need it to be stable. You need the texture to be a certain way. Um, maybe adding a fragrance is necessary. Sometimes you have to add a color if it might look really gross. So when it comes to facial oils, they're normally just 100% pure and it's really, really hard to find something like that with a cream. So your best bet is buying a facial oil if you're into very clean, like truly clean and truly natural skincare products, um, which is the kind of life that I live. So I would recommend um, regarding a big brand, there is Pi, P-A-I. They have one based in Rosehip, which is like regenerating, uh, which is absolutely amazing. I've got that one. Creams though, if you do like creams, I think that they also make better primers before applying makeup than oil. I know a lot of people ask me about French skincare in particular. There's a brand that I have a cream of and it's called Patika, P-A-T-Y-K-A. And they are a pretty clean French skincare brand which has cute packaging. I will link that. Um, so yeah, that's that's about it. I'll do more videos about other skin concerns, skincare hacks, hair care, weight loss tips, whatever. Um, if you want to hear more, then I recommend signing up to my newsletter, following me on Instagram, or wherever you want to follow me, but do subscribe or follow me somewhere so we can stay connected. I've got a lot of tips to share, and I am really open to recommendations if there's something that you would like to hear. Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode and look forward to having you on the next.